any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. That, of course, is Arthur C. Clarke's third law. But there's an earlier quote from another distinguished author, Agatha Christie, that comes closer to my own feelings on the subject. The supernatural is only the nature of which the laws are not yet understood. Scientists haven't proven the existence of other dimensions yet, but we have some pretty good ideas of how they could work. But actually learning how to connect to those dimensions, opening doors between them, or even being able to observe them, that still falls into the not yet understood category. And using bones that have somehow been shaped into letters and inscribed with cryptic writing to close a door between dimensions. I hate to say it, but I don't have a better way to describe that than magic. I always did kind of want to be a wizard. And if that wasn't a big enough revelation, it turns out that Rory's hand thing used to belong to Rooster's teammate? Talk about your small world in the creepiest possible way. But if those are connected, and that shepherd's black foot is also connected, yep, there's gonna be spiders. Whatever it is, it won't be long now. Just a quick stop on the way to check out something fishy on the map. Least Rowan's friend got us a good break. Beacon, Beacon 1, this is fucked. There is some activity, technicals in the way. Caution. G. Well, shit. Three ravens, three ravens with eyes black as night. Just look in their eyes, oh, don't put up a fight. They'll strike where you stand, a slow death you feel. Beware of the ravens or you'll be there next me. You're listening to The Redacted Reports, a Delta Green podcast. When we last left our agents, they were traversing the mountains of Afghanistan, heading to Black Valley. They received a map from a friendly within the small village and headed deeper into the craggy mountaintops and tight valleys and hollows of the mountains. Rowan's eyes look up at about three o'clock area and sees fire and an RPG launched toward the MRAP that everyone is traveling in. Not everyone sees it just yet. So, to start this episode, everyone give me a luck roll. Love that. Boy, starting with a roll. 84. 75. 82. 03. Rooster, you see the RPG from your seat through the front glass, through the front windshield. Bryant sees the RPG at the very last moment and makes a hard turn and accelerates. Rooster, you're able to hang on. Everyone else gets tossed around in the MRAP because there aren't seatbelts in this thing. The whistle of the RPG is loud as it flies over the MRAP. Rowan, with that, you slam your shoulder into the door in the side. River, you get pitched out of your seat. Rory, you also get pitched out of your seat. Both of you that are in the back end up just cranking yourself. So the three of you that failed your luck rolls do take one point of damage because it was such a sharp turn. Bryant yells out as he turns, RPG! Seamus McGinty and, and Rooster, it looks like he's going to hop to the, the 50 cal up on top, or did you want to beat him to it since you are there and uh, not phased? If I see it before he does, I'm already moving towards the 50 cal. Okay. I would also at this point like to get out the go pills that I have, try to get one to Rooster and then one for myself. Too late. I'm already moving. I'm already on adrenaline. Give it to me later. I mean, you're going to have a negative 20 to your rolls. Oh, am I? Because you're exhausted. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, that's well, how that works. That's, that's how that's going to happen. That's how I that's going to work he's right still, now. He's still, Rory's still going to try to get your attention like, hey, take this. It'll take some time for it to kick in, but... All right, I'll reach over, just grab it, shove it in my mouth, and hop up. You hop up and open up the top turret, and you are exposed. Give me an alertness roll there, Rooster. And this is negative 20? Yes. 76 out of 46. You scan the area, and you're not seeing where this bad guy is. The MRAP is also moving at a pretty high rate of speed and bouncing along. What is everyone else doing? I'm going to take my go pill and then kind of slowly move towards the front and ask the driver, hey, is there anything I can do or just hold on? Hold the fuck on! Got it. I'm going to look at the uh, experienced soldier type in there and say, what the hell do I do? Put your head down. Get your helmet on. Oh, I think I had my helmet on already. It seems, though, that he's talking more out of uh, practice rote than necessarily awareness of you not wearing your helmet. Uh, I'm going to haul myself up and off of the door and, like, grab onto whatever I can find and push myself a little bit forward so that I can look up in the direction where I'd initially seen the flash come from and see if I can't spot anyone else. Go ahead and give me an alertness roll. Yeah. 41 out of 53. You see two black spots pretty high up on the mountain. The car is traveling so fast that you're going to pass by them and they're going to pass out of your view shortly. You going to relay that over to uh, the guy on the 50 caliber gun? Yeah. Uh, where is it on the clock face from, from us? Uh, three o'clock. I'll call up. Rooster, two hostiles, three o'clock. I turn, scan, looking for a target now that I have direction. Okay. You see that there's a two black specks of movement a couple hundred yards up the mountain. I'll open fire. Go ahead and give me a heavy weapons roll. First time I actually get to use... No, second time I get to use this. First time, I blew up an alien. Fuck me. Oh no. 88 out of 40. Give me a moment, please. Oh no. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, somehow, Rooster, you have jammed and attempted to clear one of the most hardy weapons in all of the United States military's history. One of the most reliable weapons, the M2 Browning 50 caliber, also known lovingly as the Ma Deuce. As you clear the slide and, and clear the receiver, attempt to, you somehow jam as another shell gets stuck into the receiver and the spring-loaded mechanism on the slide pushes the unspent round through the side and jams it sideways. You're looking at this and you don't know how, but like it says, Marines will break nearly anything. I am going to swear profusely in a way only a Marine can and then just drop myself back down into the MRAP, pulling the hatch closed, and yell, What the fuck is Breckenridge's problem with keeping their gear clean and ready? McGinty, the infantryman that's with you, the other security, looks at you and goes, I took care of that this morning. What's wrong? Well, whatever you did, it's fucked now. Get us the hell out of here. The road bounces and everyone gets tossed around. This is not a fun four-wheel drive. Let's see how well Bryant drives. Oh, come on, buddy. Please not an 88. Please no 88. Please no 88. Excellent. He rolled a 59 and it's actually a 60. <sighs> no lie. The vehicle bounces and... If you look outside, you see that you come awfully close to skidding off the road a few times, as this does do quite a few switchbacks and curves along this creek valley. You get about a kilometer or so away, and he slows down, and McGinty tries working a radio that's in the back, calling back to Camp Fucked to Camp Turner, but he's not able to hail anyone. 
takes a couple deep breaths and slows down and there is a Y in the road. According to the map that you have, if you make a left, you will go visit the fish that's on the road. If you go right, that will take you deeper into Kaligati. If Bryant pauses and asks which direction to go, I'm going to push up and look at the others. Uh, so this direction will take us to the other Westerner who lives out here. They might be useful for information or giving us more context for what's going on with Kaligati. Or we keep going deeper in that away. Is that the British guy we've been hearing about? I think so. Is that a fish? That's uh, a fish. Seriously, a British guy and more fish? How, in what way could this possibly be a good thing for us? And I'm going to look at the map, look at Bryant, look at the map again, and say, I want more information. Go that way. It takes him a moment to register that you spoke. You notice that his hands, his grip is white, and he's breathing heavily. All right. Hey, hey, Bryant. Look at me. Yeah. Looks over at you. Deep breath and let go of the wheel for a second. Woosa. You did it. You got us out of there. You did real good. What happened to the gun? Why isn't anybody on the gun? And he turns back and looks, McGinty, what the fuck did you do to the gun? And McGinty's like, I cleaned it this morning. I just look at McGinty and go, Clean is not what that is, because clean is not supposed to make shells go sideways out. He opens up the hatch and pops up and looks, oh, shit. Yeah, exactly. Have you ever heard of maintenance? What part of this is my deuce, this is my gun doesn't work for you? Get that shit working. Did he just fucking paraphrase Full Metal Jacket to me? Stop talking, start working. Alright, fine. Should I be looking for insurgents or something? You should be keeping your head down and not reading books. Rooster? Yeah? Now's not the time. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Keeping my head down, not sir, because you work for a living. Right. Let's keep an eye out. McGinty, are you working on the on, on the gun? Yes! I'm not yelling at you, just trying to get a read on the situation. Bryant, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. All right, we're going to go left, right? Yes, we're going left toward the fish. We're getting some more information. I'm hoping it won't take more than 15, 20 minutes at the absolute outside. Have you met us? <laughs> well, but this was this was marked on here as something of importance. And... When the people who are guarding this particular secret are the ones who mark it, I take note. So let's go. He begins to advance at a pretty good pace. Brian's still trying to get on the radio, letting them know that contact was made. The adrenaline starts to wear off. And for everyone, there's a little bit of the shakes here, because that was very close. In a few minutes through the winding road, you do see a small hut in an elevated position and there are sandbags set up as a secured position to get in here and the road does end in a bit of a cul-de-sac for a turnaround for a vehicle this size brian looks over isn't that convenient hmm convenient absolutely i'm gonna help mcginty work on the work on the gun are you guys okay i think we should be i hope so anyway is this the part where we get out? Yes. Go ahead and you can open the door in the back there. Just pull on that handle and give it a good push. I will pull on the handle and give it a medium push and try to peek around and see what's outside without exposing myself. You poke your head out and you could see the hut. You see a little bit of a glint from what you think might be a scope not far from the hut, near one of the sandbags. I will call out, please don't shoot us. Oh, it's a yank. All right, as long as you promise not to shoot me. Is your name Jonathan Powell? How the fuck do you know about Jonathan Powell? Oh, God. I'm going to open my door and, and step out. Right. Hi. We've had a couple run-ins with a Jonathan Powell. Or two. Uh, 
But yes. Uh, hi, I'm I'm Agent Redacted. May we approach, or are we going to get shot at? All right, come on up. I'll look at Rooster just quickly before being like, "All right, let's go." And I'll start walking up in that direction. If he wants to outpace me with his longer legs, he's welcome to. No, I'm not outpacing her. I'm also not saying that I won't shoot him yet. I will get out and start heading that way, but I'm kind of looking around to see if there's anybody else around. And I'll take up the rear. You don't see anyone anyone else here. McGinty and Brian are working on the, the 50 cal up on top. And uh, you seem, would you like me to come with you? It seems like this is uh, someone else who, who speaks English, um, so we won't need a translator, but if you know the area well enough to know any landmarks that he might mention, we'd welcome your expertise. Okay. And he hops out. And I'll, I'll look at Rooster. No shooting until I say so. Yes, ma'am. As you get a little bit closer, you see a man stand up, shorter statued fellow, Kind of thin, has a brown beard that's been salt and peppered, has a uh, baseball cap on. Is it a Jonathan Powell? No. Okay. Well, um, hello. I'm redacted. Uh, you live here? Yeah. Yeah, I live here. And how did you chase Jonathan Powell here? No, we didn't chase Jonathan Powell here. We heard about a British fellow living out here, and we've run across Jonathan Powell a few times. It seemed like the right kind of coincidence. It doesn't seem like he's the kind of fellow you need to chase. He just kind of shows up. When you try to chase him, uh, he disappears. Take my word for it. You're after Timothy, aren't you? Do you know him? Yes. We're looking for Timothy. I wouldn't say we're after him, necessarily. That's fair. All right, come in. Let's have some tea. And he speaks with a slight British accent. Thank you very much. So you know Mr. Powell as well, I take it. I know of Mr. Powell. So you're in the same business as we are? And as Timothy is? He looks around at the five of you. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, I am. Huh. I'm going to look over at River, raise an eyebrow, and make the, the pulling out a card gesture. Just in case he actually happens to have that index card on him, because he seems to win at the right times. Um, I probably do, but I, I could make a luck roll if you want me to. No, I could step. I think that would be standard gear that River has. Okay. Yeah, I will. I will dig in, try to figure out where I put my wallet, and oh, I'll hold up the card to him. Hmm. Interesting. What do you call yourselves on your side of the pond? Let us have some tea before we get before we get down into that type of conversation. Because if you ask that, if you're asking that question, then you may not know as much as you need to know. That tends to be the way of it. It is a constant complaint that I have with uh, our superiors. <laughs> yes, in our line of work, that happens quite a bit. We learn very little. Indeed. I'll, I'll, I'll look at Yassim at this point. Uh, I think we should be all right if you want to go down and help them with things down at the truck. Are you sure, ma'am? I'm positive. Thank you. Okay. Any any heads out? Look over at him. Don't want to have to read in more friendlies than we have to. Do you take uh, sugar? Uh, yes. The rest of you? Not for me, thanks. Two shots of caffeine, please. Black's fine. All right. And he sets an electric kettle on and gets about to make some tea. You look around the inside of this place and it is, it is a hut. You see that there is a cot and there are also a few crates and um, trunks throughout here. One thing that strikes you is you see that there is a workbench and it looks like there is a printer, like a, a laser printer and a binding machine. So what should we call you? Oh, my name is Gary. I'm Gary Kilworth, formerly of Her Majesty's Service. Well, not formerly. So, why are you out here? I'm studying. Yeah, because that's not vague or anything. Well, no, it's I'm looking for things. Have you learned anything? Yes, I have, actually. I would love to hear about it. 
Oh, well, he begins to hand out cups of uh, tea on saucers. He has a full fucking tea set here. Jesus Christ. I've learned that this, uh, this mountain and uh, the stories behind it, uh, some of them are stories and some of those stories are legend and others are uh, fact. Well, that is delightfully nonspecific. Oh, isn't that how we generally operate? In delightful nonspecifics? Well, but we're allies here. We, we don't have too many secrets from each other, do we? Rooster snorts. Rooster, you see next to the binding machine a penthouse magazine. Oh, no. I just think penthouse. Hey, glasses. Hmm? What was this on the map again? A fish? <sighs> Fuck no. Yes. I'm gonna walk over toward the penthouse. So we have to be vague for reasons, because there could be ears of those that don't know what we are looking for or dealing with. I'll pick up the magazine, open it up to what I assume is a graphic depiction of a female fish-headed figure. It's the 70s. At least the ones that we've run into. They're never graphic. Yeah, not particularly, not super graphic, but it's a tasteful nude with a fish head. <sighs> Classes? Yes? Can I shoot him yet? No. No, why? Can I burn it yet? They had one of those back in the village, too. Yes, yes, I, I, I send them out. Um, we utilize them as a recruiting tool. Wait, recruiting for what? More fish fuckers. Great. Pisces. No. Yes, Pisces. Oh. Pisces, fish fuckers, same thing. No, no, no. You've no, no. D did you read the articles? Nobody reads There's the articles. There's pictures of naked chicks in them. <sighs> Look, you and your Puritan Americans, if you learn to read the articles as well as enjoy the visuals, then you would understand. And especially if they've come across you in this capacity, you would have picked up. There's lots of information in these. This is how we also provide updates on, on various activities and actions in the world. If you have a few of those, you know, it would not be a bad idea to look them over. The Marines teach me to spank good, not read. Okay, we're stopping that line of comment right now. But the ones I've seen are from the 70s. How are you going to have up-to-date information in those? Because they're actually printed just a few out the weeks. So I'm not the only printer. There's a few others. We have them worldwide. But it does help us uh, gather through. At one time, you know, some people had gotten onto the, the idea that it was a, you know, that's how we were transmitting messages and having correspondence. You know, the clandestine industry that we're in, uh, if we make it more absurd, if people find out what it is, and others tend not to believe it because it is sexy women with their heads replaced with fish heads. Which makes a lot of sense if you're... I, I have heard the name Pisces. I didn't know it was the British side of what we do, but I've heard the name. Yes, welcome. We have had some unpleasant uh, fish-adjacent experiences. I'll put up my hands. Fish fuckers. You've said that a few times already. I understand your, your United States Marine Corps lets you uh, do various things, and sometimes you get bored. I've met your kind. He's, he's referencing Innsmouth and the aftermath thereof. He narrows his eyes and, and looks at Rooster. Like I said. So Pisces, that's the British equivalent of Delta Green. Well, I would like to say that you are the equivalent of us. Sure. Sure. But yes, you can call us Pisces. It works well. It's what we call ourselves. There's a couple other names, but forgive me if I don't necessarily bring them out. One of the names isn't EOD, is it? The Esoteric Order of Dagon? Or do you mean Explosive Ordnance Disposal? Or End of Day. Uh, no, he means, end of day. he means the first one. Yes, no. No. We have nothing to, to do with them as far as I'm aware. All right. So anyway, I don't suppose that you, you, your presence in this location is coincidental. Nope, not at all. This keeps me within range of the ever-growing rift, and with that, that allows me to uh, make appropriate calculations and observations and um, decide where, what needs to be done since that. Timothy had come through here not long ago, and um, I'm afraid he's making a very rash decision. I told him so, but he went off and did it anyway. 
When did you last see him? Uh, about a week ago. So that was after he left Camp Fucked? Yes. You said a growing rift. Yes. Is the rift something new, or has it been around for hundreds or thousands of years? You see, that's the thing. I cannot get into... Oh, I'm... I don't have allowance to get into the village. I do not want to upset the locals more than I already have. They they seem to be okay with me being here. And I'm able to make my observations from this point. According to legend, it has been here for a long time. But up until recently, it had been fairly quiet. And now something has been uh, awoken. Or something has moved along on a timetable. How recently? Oh, roughly six, six to eight months. Looking at my clock, is that line up to when we were in the Pacific? Yes. Great. I just sort of look at the other three. <sighs> Ripples. So where is he now? He's down in the village. At Kaligati. Yes. Is the village actually in the valley, though? Yes, it's in the shadow of a mountain. It's, uh, it's a very... Almost magical when you see it from from afar. I've not yet traveled in, but... Oh, I have so many questions. Is the village in the rift? Not that I'm aware of. I believe the rift is the rift is actually in the mountain itself. From what I understand, there's a temple to an ancient god there, and that's where it is. And you said you don't have allowance to enter the village? Not yet. How does one get that? Ask. Sadly, they have not sent anyone out recently for me to uh, request audience. Do you have any indication that going in the village is dangerous? Yes. They are armed with AK-47s. They were taken from Russian soldiers some time back, and uh, they seem to maintain them. And they also do have some connection with a village not far from here. Let's get mutter. At least someone can maintain their guns. He said that he was making a rash decision. Was that his decision to go to the village? Yes. But? He was not in a good place. My worry is that he is uh, suicidal. I, d I hope he has found peace. I, I think he may not, may not still be alive. Our mission is to find him. Oh. Our intention is to go to the village. Would that be a problem? Will we run into... Will you run into resistance there? Yeah. Most likely. What's surprising to understand is they have held off the Taliban for as long as the Taliban have been through here. I think we already have. Uh, you already have? Somebody took a shot at us uh, back on the road. Strange that they venture this far out. There's a reason why I built the hut over here is because this is the furthest that they generally come. Unless, well, unless they, unless they send one of their, their liaisons. We don't know if that was them either. That's true. What languages do they speak? I've read indications that they tend to be pretty removed from generalized society, general Afghan society. Do you converse with them in English or one of the other local languages? They speak a variant of Urdu, and I make do with some basic Urdu. The liaison does speak fairly fluent Pashto, but I don't see them that often. I've, I thing is, is I've only I've only spoken to the liaison twice in my I've been here a year. And you didn't ask for permission to go in. I didn't. I was denied. Oh, okay. And Ellis was he given permission? Apparently so. You see, I am not a believer in this idea that there is a. Uh, I don't think there is an ancient god living within the mountain. Do I think there there is a something going on there? Yes. Do I think there's something going on there that I can't explain and science cannot explain? Yes. But it is not a god. How can you be so sure? I've seen many things in my life, lad. A god just does not walk out of a, a rift and make themselves known without the rest of the world knowing. You might be surprised. Be surprised. Jinx, get me a beer. In stereo, no less. All right. Is there anything that you can tell us that might help us in there? For example, don't touch the water with an open wound. Yeah, yes. We've been running into some very interesting things. Yes, there's a parasite of some, of some sort. Now, that's not my expertise, but I do understand that there is a parasite in the waters that's coming from there. 
Do you know if that's a recent development? Oh no, that's been one of the curses of, of the Black Valley, of the Kaligati. But it's only just starting to affect things that are outside of the valley itself. It seems though that one of the streams that leads out is, is also uh, showing the problem. There was a scientist that came out, a uh, small team of scientists that came out, he left, the others were... Uh, the others, I don't believe they were they were impacted or affected. Right, we, I was trying to find out what happened to him. He's at a site in Damascus. Oh, good. Good hospitals in Damascus. Is he okay? Uh, I'm not sure. We haven't heard back. But based on what I've seen, I'm, I don't know, I was hoping more to figure out what we could do. There's people in the village that have been affected. They were surprised to see that there was some semblance of the Empire out here. And having something with quality tea... As he says that, Rowan finishes her tea and sets it down gently. Delicious. I'm more of a coffee drinker, but I could be persuaded to change over to tea for that. Is this British tea or the local Afghan tea? This is British tea. I'll look at it and go, <laughs> funny. Last time I was out here was with a Brit who hated this shit. Yeah, well, not everyone has a rarefied taste. Hmm. No, he was... I'm shutting up. Don't look at me like that. So what do you know of Leng? Of what? Leng. Lima Echo November Golf. Leng. Nothing. Hmm. You've come all this way and they didn't tell you about anything about Leng. Well, they didn't yeah, tell they us anything. Tell us about shit. Jinx. As I frequently complain, we're, we're kept in the dark and fed on bullshit. All right. Leng is a story, a fable, of a land beyond these mountains, all the way from here to the Himalayas. And uh, the people that live there are said to be mystical. And he does air quotes around mystical. It's one of the stories of the unexplored world, of the scary place of the other. It is said that the Kaligati is a entrance into Leng. Is it meant to be a paradise or just somewhere else? Shangri-La is supposed to be tied to, to Leng. So a paradise. Well, for some, there's there's also... Depends on what your version of paradise is. Well, from what I've been hearing about Mr. Ellis, he was seeking a paradise, peace, absolution. Salvation. Release. So... It seems like that would be something that he would follow. What do we need to know about Leng? If the stories are true, once you go to Leng, you will never come back. Unless you are from there. I think that from what I have seen, this has ties to it in that original story. I think there might be some type of underground mines here or tunnels that lead far away. Because if you look at these mountains, they're immense. And civilizations grew in, in areas like that. I mean, if you think about it, look at Anatolia. Anatolia, you know, there's an entire city built in the caverns and the rock formations there. So you think this is just a underground tunnel? You don't think it's a natural, mystical place? I think it's something that can't be explained. Yet. Oh, so it's a Tuesday. You know what that means, right? That can't be explained yet? Yes, that it can't be explained yet. That once we get observation, once I get clearance, then I will like to go in and, and see what's there. So I take it they won't take too kindly to us going in looking for Ellis? Eh, most likely not. Well, what would you suggest we do? Pack up things, tell your superiors that he is lost, and um, sadly the mission was a failure. You live to uh, survive another day, and go home to your life and your, your families if you have them, and, you know, request retirement. <laughs> if that's not an option, what would you suggest? Hmm. Well, I mean, if you can be, if you could sneak in, it is dark, and they seem to know the areas, know the territory. I've never seen any of the any of their people very far. I can tell you where there is a path. It's not the easiest accessible, but it's only accessible by foot. Or you could take in the road, but the road does end in a rock slide about two kilometers in, and then there's about another kilometer, half kilometer walk. And this is why information is useful. I look at Rowan. Do we need to go to the village, or do we need to go to the mountain? Well, it sounds like the village is in the shadow of the mountain, and that that was where Mr. Ellis was going. 
So we need to go to the village. And who knows, maybe along the way we figure out where this river is coming out of the Black Valley and we can figure out a way to divert it so it goes harmlessly into the abyss. I mean, I failed high school river diverting, but sure. Just give him the too patient little smile before turning back to the others. I mean, it sounds like the frontal way of going is not going to be the most effective, it sounds like. Ugh. None of us are very quiet, unfortunately, but that might be our best option. I am if I don't talk. I'm okay if there's no stairs. Yes, but two of us are not accustomed to wearing the uh, the heavier armor that we're wearing, and I'm not great at being quiet anyway. So why don't we just go directly there and explain what we need to them? Well, if you've got somebody that speaks Urdu, you can possibly send. You can possibly get that across to them. Well, and if there are, and if their envoy speaks Pashto, we have the translator. Yeah, your translator probably speaks Urdu as well. Seems likely. It's a local local language. Um, you're going to you want to head in then? Yes. We need to at least investigate. Want? No. Need? Yeah. There's no me talking you out of it. No me telling you to head head on back to your game of hand egg and, you know, your wonderful Puritan lifestyles there. Is that what you call football? American football, rather? Yes, because you use a hand and it's shaped like an egg. And it's not rugby, even though rugby is white, but either way. All right, I've, I've got something for you. This might prevent you from getting killed outright. He walks over to a haversack, opens it up, and pulls out a rectangular piece of metal about 10 inches long and about three inches wide he unwraps it as it was wrapped in muslin you see that it does it, it is gold and has characters written on it stars and stones what's that this will someone will wear on their neck and hopefully the uh the sun will glint off of it so they could see it and they don't decide to use you as a target practice or there's room okay the first thing I want to clear up, it is said that they eat, that they feast on human beings. That would be near impossible because there's no one out here that comes out to speak with them. So if they're cannibals, they would have no food. All right. That is mildly reassuring. Right. So all those stories of, of these people being uh, being cannibals. No, no, no. It's just to other them. I mean, honestly, the more convincing reason for it is that you are alone out here and alive. I take it that I'm quite charming. We're too on edge to be charmed right now, I think. Are we sure this guy isn't a Jonathan Powell? Just give him a long look. We know what Jonathan Powell looks like. And sounds like. All I'm saying is he's starting to sound a lot like him, but whatever. You get far enough into the spooky shit and everyone starts to sound alike. Don't worry, my safety's on. What's the uh, eight-legged fauna situation like around here? Shoot him a dirty-ass look. Well, we've got camel spiders. I don't believe those are the ones that you're talking about. So you got that bit of information. If camel spiders are are spiders the size of camels, then those are the ones we're interested in. No, that was a MySpace thing that went around. So yes, that would be something that has been told, and it is a story that there is a large arachnid that lives amongst them, or multiple arachnids. And when I mean large, I mean very large. There's a tale from Genghis Khan as, as the Khanate came through here well, well before the uh, proper empire came through that talked of it being uh, four horses high. But that was a uh, Mongolian story, and I believe it might have been exaggerated a bit. I've seen some very large spiders out here. I'll look at Rooster. Sound about right? Yeah. You say you've... Uh... Seen some very large spiders. Do you mean you've seen them four horses high, or you've seen actual camel spiders? Sounds like you're speaking from experience. Sure. Let's go with that. He walks over to his one of his desks and pulls out a large three-ring binder. He opens it up, and you see that there is a picture, a photograph, of a very large spider. You don't have anything to utilize as per as perspective. Rooster, you've seen that briefly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fucking god 
damn son of a motherfucker. Shit. So I took this picture at roughly um, 60 meters. This picture, if you look, that is one of the United States military Humvees. No, I'm sorry. No, that's not a matchbox toy. Now, when is this photo from? This one was 2012. This one over here, this was 2018. And you took all these pictures? Well, yes, I'd like to think that, yes. Uh, um, oh, and look here. And he flips to another another page. And you see a, with perspective, because there is a goat, someone standing about five goats tall that's covered in fur with extremely long arms. Someone? It looks like a someone. It's a little bit blurry. And there's a little bit of glare. Oh, look, it's Dr. Dior's friend. So Bigfoot lives out here, too? Uh, we could call him Bigfoot, sure. Yeah, okay, yeah, sure. Can we, um... One, are the Bigfoots friendly? And two, can they kill the spiders for us? I've never conversed with any of, of this fellow, and this was taken across a mountain peak, and uh, he was moving quite fast, and, and as was I. Because I had a very large uh, eagle that was uh, attempting to uh, make his lunch out of my hat. How big are the eagles? <laughs> very large. Not larger than normal. We're not talking like Professor Tolkien size. Speaking of winged friends, have you seen many ravens out here? Yes, have you spoken to them? No, but I listened. Yep, there's a... a, a not what are they, um, is it a, an unkindness there's an un, a small unkindness that comes through here they're all the same and they seem to have mimicked some of the uh, local language it is said that they call people to their deaths and then feast upon their bones great just great this is getting better all the time okay reminds me of an old song i used to hear twa corbys but three instead of two i i've heard that as well so what's the plan Rowan? His plan is sounding a whole lot better, except that Ellis is still down there. So, the plan is to not die. And there's all those parasites that are leaking out into the environment here. We really ought to try to do something about that. And maybe that's our end. Maybe we make the direct approach and through our translator say that we have someone here with experience in environmental threats and perhaps we can help deal with that situation and also we're looking for ellis but lead with the we're here to help i suppose this might not have come up in your conversations but is the attitude toward women in kaligati similar to that of the general population here it's a matriarchal society oh good what's that mean uh women-led it means she gets to wear the shiny okay the serious question though where are the spiders, and are they around the town? Does the town like them, or is there a way to avoid these things? Wait a second. May I ask a few questions? You've asked a lot of questions of me. We have. Of course. Go ahead. Where did you see this spider? Bagram. Huh. Helmand. Yes. Huh. Did you... Oh, no, you were one of the... You were one of the survivors. Sure. Are you familiar with this particular incident? Yes, I was. I accompanied Ellis and Byers, and we had uh, we'd carried through there. Byers? Wait, Byers was there. Wait, what? Byers was the uh, the lead on the team. Byers was the commanding officer. I was the um, well, I was in the army at the time as an intelligence officer. The same Byers who's commanding Camp Fucked. Yeah, Camp Turner, not too far off. He was there when you were there, Brewster. He never said anything. Apparently, I don't know. I Like I told you, I don't remember a whole lot of it after rocks fell and then everybody died. Oh, you were the one in the avalanche. Not everyone died. I, I'm i sorry. I, I apologize. I would I bring up really, really appreciate it right now if you would tell me what you know about my team instead of hinting things. Well, there were two people that survived, as far as I know. I don't know much more beyond that. I know that one of them died on the table in a very horrific manner. In an Air Force base? Yes, taken back to taken back to the uh, the Air Force base. Uh, 
One is currently retired in the countryside outside of London. I believe that was uh, a chap named Sterling. And then Fuck, Price is alive. Then there's another one that was, um, I believe he went back to the States. I did not keep track. I had other things going on. And then there was the, the one that was two went back to the States. So I believe that might have been you and, and the other fellow. I was the only American, though, so... Where was the other survivor from? I don't know. I don't have that. No, I'm, I'm asking Rooster. Poland? That, that's got to be Saturn, because Alloy... Oh my god, I'm, I'm actually able to put this together. So, Alloy died. Nomad died. Price is out in the country, but without his hand. And then Saturn went to the States? He's he's from Grom. He was Polish special ops. Yeah, could be. What the fuck? They're alive. Well, this sounds like this is something that um, you know, I don't pull this out that often. Does everyone like rum? I need to keep my head clear. The price is alive. Rooster. Yeah. Yeah. Look at me. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Whatever's going on with price and Saturn. We can't deal with it right now, right? No, I know. I know. I'm, so that being the case. Okay. No, no, I'm no. done. Yeah, I think we uh, had better focus on the mission and skip the rum for now. Maybe uh, after mission, if we're still alive. Again, what spiders, though. Yes. They're out here? It, yes. Is there more than one? I think so, because this picture here in this picture, they have slightly different markings, but then that could just been the lighting. I'm sorry, I don't have better pictures. And then this one here, this one is obviously much smaller. I mean, still large, but much Fuck. smaller. God. We're fucking walking into it. We're not going God. spider hunting. Oh no. I know we're not spider hunting. I'm worried that we're going walking in spider baiting. So, what next? I know we wanted an early start. Do you still want to head to the village, Rowan? Want? Not even a little, but that is the mission. Well, I feel like we're walking. Rotor trail. You hear the sounds of a M250 caliber machine gun firing off. Oh, good. He fixed it. And then it stops. Does it sound like a test fire just to make sure that it's working, or...? Yes, but it shook everybody. Yeah, I'm going to run outside and check. I hit the dirt. Brewster stands there. Rory, you you run outside and you see that McGinty's up on top, test firing the gun. All right, looks like we're good. How about a warning next time? We did. Okay, we must have. We fired a warning shot. That was the warning. Got it. All right. Glad everything's okay. Glad we're not being attacked. Gotcha, Doc. You going to finish up in there or are you going to sit there, uh, you know, piddling your pud while you're doing that? I think we're almost done. I'll head back inside and... All right, they're getting antsy. Of course they're getting antsy. They're going to have to learn to sit their asses and listen once in a while. Anyway, I'm not sure. And I would welcome commentary from from the Brains Trust, whether we should go in directly or if we should take a more circuitous route. Circuitous feels like we might be trying to sneak in and that would probably aim people in the wrong direction for us if we are intending to talk to them. If we're intending to go and look and grab Ellis and go then maybe we go the, the secret way. If we're intending to talk, we go the direct way. You said the road is blocked partway to the village. At least blocked to your vehicle. Would there be room for it to turn around there? I don't think so. They'd probably have to reverse. Well, that's a great way to get shot at. A lot. Sounds like we're hiking. To be honest, they have repelled the Taliban for years. Even during the time when the uh, Mujahideen was fighting the Soviets, they still held them off. And to this day. Yeah, I, w I would say let's... I don't like skulking about that much. It's probably better to take a friendly approach. Let's walk from here, uh, but take the road. Yeah, if we were able to communicate via radios without everything getting fucked up by whatever's going on in the ground, I'd send Rooster up to uh, a position to do what he does best. But we don't have that option, and I don't want to get separated when we can't communicate, so... Oh, you want to hear something really, really fucking disturbing? Sure. No. More than the fact that there are more spiders? Yeah, sure, I'd love that. 
all of the radio transmissions get lost here. Yes, for the most part. Yes. They aren't necessarily lost. I believe they're stolen because there's a team. I have a team that, that is elsewhere that hears it clearly word for word. That team is not in Afghanistan. How do they hear it? I don't know. They're in Lagos. Are they hearing it over a radio? Yes. It's a radio tuned to a specific frequency that is touching a hill. When they move the antenna from that hill, you cannot pick it up. But when the antenna is touching the hill, they, they get it clearly. I've actually had a wonderful conversation with the lad about cuisine. A specific hill in uh, Lagos? Lagos, Nigeria. Would you mind, just for my own curiosity, telling me about where that is, if you have coordinates and what frequency it's on? Sure. And I'll hand him and I'll hand him my notebook so we can write it down. He writes down the frequency and he writes down an address in Lagos. Thank you. I don't know how much use that's going to be, but I operate under the assumption that all information can be useful information. It's a good way to go. Um, if you don't mind, if you are heading out, and you're going to be heading back out into the uh, the, the rest of the world, yes? That's the hope. Any of you have a backpack? Yes, I see you do. Would you mind carrying these and just simply distributing these in forests um, near railroad tracks if you can? Yes. How about you ask us that when we come back out? We'll stop by again, I promise. If only just to let you know that we're not dead. Fair enough. I would appreciate that. All right. Well, we're losing... Well, I guess it's not daylight in the Black Valley, but we are losing time, so let's go. Well, best of luck. Pip-pip, cheerio, and all that from what they say back home. Do they still say that? Nope, not at all. Cool. I didn't think so. I'm just being facetious. I wish you the best of luck. Thank you. Yeah. We're gonna need it. And with that ominous comment, uh, I'm gonna step out and head back toward the, the MRAP. You see Brian is standing near the door. Are we ready to go, Miss CIA lady? Right, so some information that we got from the fella in there. Uh, the road to the village is blocked about two kilometers from the, the Y Junction. And then it's about another kilometer walk. He wasn't sure whether or not there would be room for the MRAP to turn around. Okay, so do we want to head back to the, the Y and we head there and then you head down or you want me to head down? That's the thought right now is that we drive to the, the blockage and then walk the rest of the way. I don't know whether, I'm not going to tell you how to do your job, but if there's not enough room to turn around, maybe it's better to go in reverse toward the, the blockage. So it's faster to get out if necessary, but I'll leave that to you. Honestly, if the road is like this coming in, hell no. I don't want to be driving that backward. I can do some Fast and Furious shit with this thing, but I am not, you know, the Vin Diesel character. All right. I rely on your expertise. But yes, that's where we're going, and I think we should get a move on. All right. You know, you could have just said, I'm not Groot. Looks at you, I don't, I don't get it. Never mind. See, this is why I don't make movie references. Nobody gets it. Vin Diesel played Groot in the Guardians of the Galaxy films. Oh, no kidding! Yep. I look at I look at Rooster in the eyes. Nerd. You all hop into the MRAP and McGinty's up on the 50 cal. You head back toward the Y, leaving Gary Kilworth, the Pisces operative, back at his home. You get to the Y and Bryant parks the vehicle. Alright, so you guys are going to hop out. I'm not staying here by myself. So McGinty and I will stay with the truck. That's fine. We'll, we we need the translator, but it's probably better that it's just the five of us. Keep an eye out for spiders. You guys all pile out of the back of the truck. Set your backpacks, top off your water from the water tanks that are there. Make sure your shoes are tied, all of that type of thing. McGinty is looking and scanning the area, and Bryant is having a smoke. Yasim is the last one out of the vehicle. As you get maybe 20 yards away from the vehicle, the crack of a rifle being shot echoes through this valley. You hear the blood-curdling scream come from the MRAP. You look and you see that McGinty is no longer standing at the 50 cal, and Bryant is climbing inside the 50 cal. You gather yourselves, because it seems though you 
you know, initial reaction is to find cover and to drop down and hit the dirt. How far away are we from them? 20 yards. If I can get, like, a break point, I'm, I want to go back and check on them and see if I can do anything. Okay. Can I tell where the shot came from? Give me a military science land. Is it still minus 20 or is it kicked in? It's kicked in. You're not going to believe this. 66? Out of? 66. Excellent. You see exactly where he's at. You see where the sniper is at. You also see that there are two others on the mountainside itself across the way. Rory, you you make a break for it. Give me a dodge roll. Okay. Oh, one out of 51. Okay. As you're running, a bullet hits the dirt near your left foot and you just move ever so slightly and you don't break stride. You went left when they thought you were going right. I zigged when they zagged. Yeah. I point up and yell, suppressing fire and drop immediately taking a bead on the sniper if I can. With what weapon? If we were going in, I would have the rocket on my back and... You're going to suppress fire with the rocket? Nope. Oh, okay. And the sniper rifle, but I probably, but I would have had someone else take my carbine and carried the rifle. So I'm carrying that one. Okay. So you're going to, you're going to take the shot with your rifle. Mm-hmm. And now are you just going to suppressing fire? Or are you going to actually aim to hit? Or are you just trying to put their heads down? Well, the thing is... I'm torn because they're fucking shooting at us and hit one of us, but we also want to try and talk to them. So the first shot's going to be above their heads, and then I'm going to yell to Rowan, we're going to have to get really fucking close to try and talk to him, and I don't know if that's going to happen. Give me a firearm shot, that's a little bit... You're talking while you're shooting, and this is at a negative 20 because of distance. They are far away. Okay. Uh, 75 of 73. Okay. Oh. I missed a firearm shot. You fire off around and you see the black figure duck behind a rock. And you see the other ones duck behind the rock as well. Black meaning, you know, the color of their clothing. River, what are you doing? Um, as soon as I saw, heard the gunshot, I would have hit the dirt and... You did? Started looking for where it's coming from. It's coming from behind you. All right, I'll turn around. When I mean behind you, it's coming from behind the truck, like from where you guys have come in. So it's not in front, not toward the valley, but back from the uh, the entrance. Away from Kaligati. Away from Kaligati, yes. If I can see the people or get a good sense of where I think they are, I, I'm going to shoot at them. Okay. You're firing with a carbine. Is that a minus 20 also? Well, if it was a minus 20 on a sniper rifle. It's going to be a minus 40. Okay. Is, it, is your skill above 40? Okay, my roll is 06. And with a minus 40 penalty, my firearm skill is 06. Okay, all right. So you are able to beat in on one of them. And go ahead and, and give me a lethality roll. 43. Okay, so that's not below its lethality points. So that's actually going to do damage and seven points of damage uh, to someone. I matched my skill. Is it a critical? Yes, it is a critical. Yes, 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 it is. So it's 14 points. Can we see that someone went down up there? You are able to. Not everybody is tuned into where they're at. River, you fire off in that in that direction and somebody goes down. Rowan, what are you doing? My initial reaction is is to duck and find cover, but then immediately come up. What is the light situation like at the moment? It's still fairly bright here. There are mountain shadows, but it is still uh, fairly early and early-ish in the day. Then I'm looking for, for where the shot's coming from, although I imagine that hearing uh, someone scream and die from River's shot will help me beat in a little bit. You do see that they are further behind the MRAP. At a, they are a bit of a distance away. They're a couple, you know, maybe a hundred or so yards away, plus up the mountain itself. You see that there is one person still visible. 
Can I make out anything about them? Like, for example, the color of their, their head covering? Black. Okay. I'm going to call then to Rooster. I think this is Taliban. I don't think this is the people we want to talk to. Rooster would know, does a black kafia mean Taliban? Yes. Most of the time. I mean, there are others that used it, but that's a pretty strong symbol. Rory, you make it to the back of the MRAP. Okay, I want to... Is there a way in? Yes. <laughs> okay, I'm going to get go in and assess the situation. You see McGinty crawling toward the back of the MRAP. He is bleeding. Uh, I immediately pull out my supplies and try to stop the bleeding or see what I can do. You notice he's been shot in the abdomen. The lower abdomen. Ooh. Can I do a first aid, see if I can do anything? Yes, certainly. Go ahead and give me a first aid roll. 24 out of 82. Excellent. You're able to assess the situation. He is losing a lot of blood. The femoral artery, because of how he was sitting up at the 50 cal, sitting up on the pivot point, he was shot in the groin. Ooh. It went across the body without getting into too many details, but yes, we will be saying that he will be fathering no further children without extreme medical assistance. He may not be surviving this. Okay, um, I'd like to stabilize him as much as I can, try to stop the bleeding. Assuming I heard Rowan say that it was probably Taliban, I'm going to communicate that to the driver. Bryant moves up and and gets on the 50 cal, and he starts to load the 50 cal and position it for it to be fired. Go ahead and give me a surgery roll. I haven't done this in a little while. 40 out of 60. You're able to staunch the flow without extensive medical intervention. He does not have much time. He is probably going to lose the use of one of his legs. Do I think that if we floored it and got back to Turner or somewhere else, we could save him? Good possibility. I can tell him to do it. Brian's already started to shoot. I'm going to tell him we need to get to Turner now. Okay. So he's firing off. We're going to get back to that. Okay. Sounds good. Because this is all happening very fast. Rooster, what are you doing? As soon as I understood that Rowan was giving clearance, I'm going to actually take a shot. Not a suppressive fire, but actually try and hit the target. Okay. Go ahead and give me a, a roll. That is a 13 out of 73. Go ahead, give me a lethality roll. Lethality on this is 20. 76. Okay. You down the target. River, you see one of you see one of them uh, go down. Another one is standing up, and it looks like he's pointing, but he's got... You see the, the, a little bit of a, a green color on his shoulder. Does that mean anything to me? Probably not. Do you have military science? I have a two in military science. Roll military science for me. Check mark. Or I do not get to check the military science. I rolled a one. What? <laughs> you see that he currently has a rocket propelled grenade launcher on his shoulder that he is about to fire. I will yell RPG and take another shot at him. Okay, you're still at a very, very massive negative, but I understand because you're like, you know what? Let's reach out and touch someone. 11, which is a miss if it's still a minus 40. It is still a minus 40. Not just a miss, a critical miss. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Come on, nobody can be in my line of sight from here. You're right. Nobody could be in your line of sight except for the truck. You, you fire. Hmm. Good. Give me a luck roll. Lot three. Excellent. You miss Bryant. He turns out like, stop shooting at me! Rowan, what are you doing? Uh, well, things are devolving very quickly. Um, I don't think I have a carbine. Or if I do, I didn't, I, I might not have grabbed it on the way out of the truck. You might have roosters. No, I thought River had I roosters. Think River, I think River or has roosters. River have that's why he's been shooting. Oh, well, we all have carbines here. That was part of the equipment we all Yeah, brought. but I don't think, knowing that we were going into a matriarchal society and I was going to be the point person on that, I would have brought my sidearm, but not necessarily a carbine. Okay. 
I'm ju- I'm just trying to get a sense for for what's going on. Um, I think that recognizing that the shooter is probably preoccupied with the MRAP, I want to see if I can try to get closer. So you start moving up on the MRAP. No, not Rory. on the MRAP, on, on the shooter. They're on the other side. Got it, yes. So you have to go up to the MRAP and then, then go beyond. Got it, thank you. Sorry if I was unclear about that. Rory, you're tugging on Brian as and he turns around and looks, and everyone hears the hiss sound of an RPG launcher. He turns and looks, oh shit. The RPG is headed directly for the MRAP. Rowan, you're making your way to the MRAP. You get about 10 yards to it. Rory, inside the MRAP, you see Bryant duck his head down and there is a loud explosion. Rooster, River and Rowan, you guys see the MRAP get launched backward and flip to its roof. Dirt and dust everywhere. I'm Tiana Hansen, and I play Rowan. I'm Ben Sislavski, and I play Rooster. I'm Seth Jones, and I play River. I'm Joseph Newman, and I play Rory. I'm Dan Voshkevich, the Handler. Our story is based on the role-playing game Delta Green by Arc Dreams Publishing. Delta Green is created by Dennis Detweiler, Adam Scott Glancy, and John Scott Tynes. Season 4 is based on the scenario Kali Gotti, written by Shane Ivey. If you like our story, there are a few ways to support us. First, you can check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash theredactedreports. Patrons of our podcast will receive early access to episodes, Rowan's written reports for each story, as well as other goodies and opportunities exclusive to our patrons. We offer special thanks to our $20 and up patrons, Stephen Schwartz, Director Arayo, Jonathan Powell, Tom Padula, M.S. Asnikar, Heather Ney, Jen Obertaz, Jake Blair, Bomb Clancy, Kit Thompson, Danny, Lady Bedivere, Sherrick Manning, Andrea of the Burbs, Red Dead Coquette, Blardimus, Ginger Fury, Dr. Christian Lehman, Kate, DB, Eli the Kraut, and the entity known as George. If you can't support us directly, that's okay. Please support us by telling people about us. Leave a review wherever you get your podcast and follow us on all the usual social media sites. Also, check out our website, www.theredactedreportspodcast.com. All of our handouts are archived there. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can reach out to Agent Harker through the contact form there. The Redacted Reports is edited and produced by Tiana Hansen and is distributed by Quests and Chaos. If you like what you hear with us, give Quests and Chaos YouTube and Twitch channels a visit. They play Dungeons & Dragons and Call of Cthulhu on a weekly basis. Our intro and outro music this season is Three Ravens by Ed Randazzo and Brett Alexander. You can find more amazing music by them at www.edrandazzomusic.com and www.brettalexanderonline.com. Join us next week when reality melts around the pressures from beyond and entities with unspeakable names and burrowing thoughts dream at us. They wait for that moment to devour our puny, insignificant lives and replace us with drones and clones to control the rest of humanity. Three ravens, three ravens with eyes black as night. Just look in their eyes, oh don't put up a fight. They'll strike where you stand, a slow death you feel. Beware of the ravens or you'll be their next meal.